Let's foray into Nevada's wild spaces. This is a half an hour adventure with the Nevada Department of Wildlife. This is Nevada Wild. Here on this Welcome to Nevada Wild, brought to you by the Nevada Department of Wildlife. I'm Ashley Sanchez, joined by Aaron Keller in the podcast room, and we are so excited to welcome back Ryan Brock. He is our friend, the Wild Sheep Foundation, who puts on the Youth Wildlife Conservation Experience, which we have coming up pretty soon, which we're really excited about. It's back and it's in person this year, yes. I know. So it's it's been things have just been so different this whole past year and now it just feels like we're back back to normal a little bit with it getting we got there the full event we're getting there it's the full event um you know this is a the youth aspect of the sheep show which is our national convention um, with the wild sheep foundation and uh, it's been two years since we've had an in-person event with this and so really excited to kind of bring it back to northern nevada and and get a bunch of kids excited about the outdoors Exactly. And we will be hearing from some kids later on in the podcast. We have some special guests here in the um, podcast room, but we'll get back. We'll get to that in the second half. But let's first cover everything we could expect from the Youth Wildlife Conservation Experience this year. Yeah. So I'm the Youth Education Coordinator of the Wild Sheep Foundation, and we do youth events all over the nation. And this is our biggest that we organize and kind of put on ourselves with the help of of about 150 volunteers two years ago is what it was per day putting it on. So it's a huge event. It takes place at the Reno Sparks Convention Center. um, And we fill up all of Hall 4 and all of the F meeting rooms there, which is a, a big convention in itself, really. And the whole goal is really just to excite kids and inspire kids and get them, you know, off the couch, away from the video games, and hopefully, you know, taking up some outdoor hobby that they want to pursue and carry forward with. And, and, and hopefully as adults that they'll be excited to, to, to protect those wild places and go out there and hike and hunt and bird watch and, and just enjoy nature. Exactly. And every year I'm there, it's so much fun. There's so much going on. I hear the duck calls happening. There's always tons of activities. I think Endow's taking part this year, yep. correct, Aaron? Yep. Yeah, I think this is, what, almost 10 years or maybe yeah. more than 10 years now. This will be the 11th year, I believe, that it's been happening. And, and, and like you said, it's been a little bumpy the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, last year, we ended up going all digital, and it was a different transition. And uh, even then, the Department of Wildlife was involved. We did, um, instead of an in-person event, it was digital, and we reached out across the nation. And so we actually had... Um, British Columbia, Canada, and then I think we had like 13 or 15 other states involved where teachers used Zoom, and we all basically came together through the Zoom platform and impacted the most kids we ever have. We impacted over 1,600 kids. It was pretty impressive, really, but, but it's not the same. You know, exactly. you're, you're listening. To, we've all experienced Zoom by this point mm-hmm. in our lives over the past <laughs> two years. And, you know, it's, it's, it's nice and it's informative, but it's different. It, you know, having a meeting in person is so different than a meeting through Zoom. And when you're trying to excite kids about nature, you know, even if we have people out in the field with metal detectors and they're Zooming from there like we did, it's still the kids sitting in a chair watching a computer screen. Yep. So. Right. We're excited to be back and actually get kids up and actually handling 
um, bows or, or learning how to shoot a BB gun safely or tying a fly where they can take that home and they have something to remember the show by. And, and that hands-on experience is just so important to, to that development and that connection towards those wild places. It, it's kind of funny because the way that you think about it is when, when we started this thing was how are we going to get kids connected to the outdoors while being indoors? And all the different activities make it happen, though. Like Ashley said, like duck calls and all these different hands-on skills that you can learn and then take them into the outdoors. Absolutely. And and this year's going to be different. We're still trying to work to see if we can pull in a digital side for a lot of those mm -hmm. schools that live outside of Nevada that participated last year and um, want to try to bring that aspect in because um, it's really broken down into two parts, Thursday and Friday. Uh, January 13th and 14th, we bus in school groups. And we have about 265 kids coming on Thursday and then another 240 or so coming on Friday. And it's a little different experience for the school groups than it is for the general public day on Saturday the 15th. Um, during the school groups, uh, they arrive uh, first thing in the morning. We get charter buses so we don't have to worry about transportation department. They can be there the whole, you know, five hours for the most part. And we start off with a big... Uh, keynote speaker really on bighorn sheep and wildlife conservation and it transitions from what are wild sheep the different types of species and adaptations and then moves into you know the wild sheep foundation is a, a conservation organization but majority of our membership are hunters and we try to to show students how um, hunters are conservations and we take it from the aspect of looking just at wild sheep and just what our group does in terms of raising money um, we pull in data from Department of Wildlife in terms of tag fees and hunting license fees and, and show where that money goes and how it goes right back into helping sheep. And, and without those hunter conservationists, you know, the sheep really wouldn't have a whole bunch of, uh, of funding or volunteers fighting for them. Or a lot less anyway. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, so we start off with the keynote on that, and then we break up into three different career seminars. So we have three different sessions with three different people talking about outdoor careers or some type of nature field um, career. And the students actually get to choose where they go. And so they have a program. Uh, many of the schools ahead of time are showing this in the classroom um, on the digital version so they can understand how to read it. And so they kind of already have an idea of what's taking place and, and making their decisions on what session to go to because it happens pretty fast, you know. Um, they, they choose, we all break into different rooms. Um, they listen to a career seminar for about 20 minutes and we have great presenters. We have a lot of new ones this year. Um, we have uh, this one gentleman who we pulled off the exhibit hall floor of Sheep Show. I was looking through and I'm like, man, here's, here's someone who builds antlers and chandeliers and tables out of fallen elk and deer antlers. And I'm like, that's kind of a unique career and uh, invited him in and he's gonna come for one day and, and bring some of his projects that he's built that he's selling on the showroom floor out there and, and basically just kind of say, here's what I do and here's what I enjoy and what I don't enjoy and advantages and disadvantages. And we have that all the way up to 2% conservation. We have uh, kind of uh, the, the CEO of 2% Conservation coming and talking about how that group tries to get businesses to give 2% um, I believe it's 1% of funding and 1% of volunteer hours um, from different companies to conservation and kind of talk about that whole different aspect um, in a different realm. So we have great career presenters. Uh, they watch one and then they have five minutes. They rotate to another session and they do that three times. And we come back for lunch. And during lunch, we fly in um, two gentlemen this year who are the 
um, scholarship winners for the life membership from fund from the Wild Sheep Foundation. And so this past year, we were able to give a scholarship to an undergraduate uh, and a scholarship to a graduate. And part of that was also flying them in to the sheep show and having them partake and see what, what that's all about and help at the youth area. Hmm. And so there were two other winners, but um, we can only you know afford to fly in two. And they end up giving keynote speaking uh, speeches during lunch. And they kind of talk about their journey. Like I'm in college right now. Here's how I got excited in the outdoors. Here was the path I took. And, uh, and now here's what I'm doing. And a lot of them had some really great research, um, not just in North America. One gentleman went to, to South Africa and did some stuff a couple summers ago with working on a, a some type of refuge there with elephants. And he mm. sent me a picture of an elephant hanging from a crane. And I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah. And it, I, guess was it, going on? <laughs> I guess it was an elephant that was going through and just causing havoc in one of the villages or oh something. Wow. And so they had, uh, <coughs> from what I understand in a short conversation, you know, kind of dart it, put it to sleep, and they were moving it back to the game preserve. Um, wow. And I'm like, that's just crazy. You know, I don't even have experience like that. Mm -hmm. And so they get to come up there and the, the students who are predominantly in middle school um, in fifth grade uh, get to see people who are a little bit closer to their age. And then they leave them with saying, you know, if you're interested and want to do conservation, here's what you can start doing now. Here's how you can start being involved in some groups. Um, here's what to do once you get to high school. And once you're in college, here are some different recommendations of what I've done. Uh, get involved in the groups and, and those different communities that are in the outdoors in college. And, and there's a lot there that isn't advertised when you sign up to go to school that, that can lead to a really great experience and a great career uh, moving forward. Yeah, that's cool. Not only, I mean, we always talk about the fun, different activities you guys have at this event and how we use that to connect the kids to the outdoors. But here you're also giving them ways to connect to conservation, get involved with conservation, and possibly even find a career path in Absolutely. conservation. Absolutely. Very yep. Cool. And then so that concludes kind of the morning. And then from then it becomes the part that really, like you just mentioned, is the hands-on opportunities. And that yeah. really <laughs> kicks in where it becomes where they just kind of, you know, we take, you know, 300 kids and almost and, and they kind of go and just participate in different stations all through that whole part of the convention center. And, uh, you know, to do that, it takes about 140 volunteers or so a day of running these different stations. And that's been a more difficult process this year. Um, I don't know if you've seen that as well, but a lot of the volunteer base with COVID is kind of, you know, shaken down a little bit yep, with, for sure. yeah, with just people having to distance themselves and people changing positions and, and, you know, I'll search out to someone and the email gets rejected and mm -hmm. it's not quite starting over, but there's a lot of restructuring. Yeah, for sure. And so yeah. anybody that's listening, I don't, I know there's probably some <coughs> teachers out there that, how do they, that's what I was going to ask. How do they kind of like get in line or get more information for yeah, next so year? Yeah, we do on. try to rotate around a little bit for sure with that. Um, and I think the best way is really to reach out to me. Okay. And uh, I have like a waiting list is what I do. And we kind of try to see if it's feasible. We like to bring in kind of the whole school, not just a class. Mm -hmm. uh, we, do, we do provide the field trip for free to the teachers. So we pay for the charter buses. The convention center doesn't let us bring in sack lunches. <laughs> That's the most unfortunate <laughs> thing in the world because half of our budget goes to buying box lunches um, for the kids, but it makes it a high class field trip too. Mm -hmm. You know, they're being picked up in these fancy buses, right at when the bell rings after attendance, they're coming, they're getting, you know, a high quality 
experience with a lunch that's provided um, and then go home in the buses as well. And a lot of it comes down to we have these wild sheep kits that we check out to teachers. Mm -hmm. And many of those teachers, I've seen the passion, the excitement in them. And, you know, sometimes I'll reach out and say, you know, do you want to bring your whole grade level? And, yeah. you know, they start, well, what's this about? What is this? And, and I start filling them in. So we have some that do that. But, yeah, we're always looking for for teachers and, and schools that want to participate in this. And I wish we could bring everybody. But we're limited by the number of tables we can sit at simply at those keynote speakers is, is our limiting capacity. Yeah, I know if I was a teacher or even a student, this is this oh. is. A yeah. great day at school. I agree. <laughs> a good field trip. For I sure. know. If I was a student or a student's parents listening to this too, I'd be like, oh, we got to get our kids in. Yeah, let's get in line. <laughs> so, yeah. So, basically, reach out to you if you're interested in future Absolutely. Years. Absolutely. Awesome. I know. And we, we I want to get into the public portion of the event, but we do need to take a quick break. But we will be right back. You're listening to Nevada Wild. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, leave us a review on iTunes and SoundCloud. For more information on hunting, fishing, boating, and all things wildlife, go to endow.org. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Nevada Wild. Today we're talking to Ryan Brock about everyone's favorite event this time of year, Youth Wildlife Conservation Experience. And Ryan, before the break, you were telling us all of the exciting things kids can expect the um, the students in classrooms taking part in the first half of the event. But I wanted to get into the the public side of the event, which is open to everyone. Yeah, so it's it's very similar, but yet it's a whole different experience as well. Because Saturday, when we open the event to the public, um, we don't have the career seminars and and those type of things going on in the keynotes. We just open it up to just fun, hands-on family experiences. Um, so that they can kind of go through all the different stations. They can spend as much time as they want or as little time as they want. Um, and it's a totally free event. And so throughout the day from 10 o'clock to 4 o'clock, families are just coming in and, and coming in and experiencing it and, uh, and then kind of leaving. But a lot of them we give little uh, cards to that if they want to go down and check out the sheep show, uh, we give uh, every kid that comes we can give their parent a little card that they can get into the exhibit hall just down the floor and go check that out for another couple hours if they want. Nice. Two and one. Two and one. It it truly is going to be a a full day Mm -hmm. of just hanging out. And if the weather's bad, it's a great spot to come. Yeah, that's a good point, especially the time of year that we're in right now. Um, And then so what new things can people expect? So we have a lot of stations and I haven't quite counted them them all up yet. I know we have well over about 30 different stations. Um, we do have four new stations that we haven't had, oh, um, really? which is pretty exciting. Um, we have uh, the Lahontan Audubon Society. They've been a great supporter of us with the Nevada Outdoor Experience, and they reached out to me to see if they could kind of come, and they do a great job. They bring all these uh, mounted birds, and they, they go through identification of them. They teach kids how to use binoculars really well, um, and they just do a great bird identification uh, station. Very hands-on, a um, lot of neat, fascinating things to see. Um, we have the Galena High School Rifle Team, which is, I think, a win-win for everybody here because, um, from what I understand, they were kind of just declassified, so they lost a lot of their funding. Um, the only funding they get now is through uh, JROTC, 
And so they want to come in and kind of say, hey, look, you know, there is a high school sport of actual rifle shooting, and they're going to run a little pellet gun station and kind of show their gear and, and let kids kind of know that, you know, you can go in and besides doing soccer or basketball or football, this is a, this is a sport in high school that you can get scholarships for to go to college on. And so I'm excited to have a local high school team come in and do that. So yeah, that's really that's exciting. Really cool. um, we have a lady from New Mexico Wildlife Federation driving all the way over to run a station. And so I'm excited about that. I don't, I'm not sure exactly what she's bringing with her, but uh, she does this in her area, and it's called Nature Ninos. And it's just oh. about getting younger kids out and in nature is what her mm. whole goal is. Um, and then we have the UNR Wildlife Society who's uh, coming and, and doing these nature pump them animals. I guess they build these little things. So it's kind of a, a craft station. And, and, and I think that's important to point out that if this isn't all just, um, you know, shooting bows or tying flies or rock climbing, we have a whole bunch of just craft stations. And some kids really draw to that. Mm -hmm. um, we have a station where they uh, build necklaces with uh, kind of reproduction arrowheads and beads and bear claws. And then we have one that they make nature cards with a whole bunch of stamps and crayons and markers. And some kids will sit there for 30, 45 minutes making a card that they'll go give to, you know, their mom or grandma or something. And, and so it's kind of neat that, you know, you kind of pace yourselves going through these stations and what you want to do and what you want to repeat. Yeah. Because there's certain stations like archery that are, are popular all the time. And, and, mm -hmm. and we really try. This year we actually have five different archery stations. We have your basic target archery. Um, where they'll be learning just to shoot a basic round target. Um, we have trap archery. This is Wasting Arrows brings this in, and they shoot discs in the air. And you use recurve bows with big fletchings to try to hit the target in the air before it hits the ground. Uh, we have a stick at archery, which is like arrows with Velcro points. And usually we have a tic-tac-toe board, and they try and play tic-tac-toe oh, against a partner with that. Uh, we have two hover archery ranges where balls float in the air. And you're using like a, a soft tip like Nerf arrow to knock those out of the air. And then we have um, High Desert Archery is coming in and doing a 3D mini archery, not a tournament, but teaching them how you score a 3D shoot versus your standard target archery shoot. So as, those are always packed. Yeah, as you explain this, I'm like, I could tell why those are always packed. They sound so fun, but at the same time, say those are super busy. There are all those other fun things to do. And Absolutely. I always love seeing the little craft station. Yeah. You can imagine, like, when I take my boys in, they're oh, yeah. like, they, Where are they? <laughs> their <laughs> eyes get so big. And I don't want to steer <laughs> them into any, like, station that, you know, I, I think they should go to. I just let them kind of go. And it's funny, they do gravitate to some of those other ones, like the... The bear claw one, they love that. They love the pen, arrow. Yeah, taking pins, basically a, a big pin, and we teach them how to fletch arrows because if you get oh, into archery, cool. sooner or later you're ripping off your feathers or your fletchings. Mm -hmm. And so you can take it in and have pay someone to do it, but it's very simple to fletch your own. Yep. So we have a pin fletching station where they walk away with a pin that right. looks like an arrow, right. and it, they can write with it, but it has all the fletchings on there and an arrow wrap and a knock and everything. Yep, and then the other one that they really like talking about was the, the I don't know how it came up, but the bug eating Oh, I station. went to that one. And then, yeah. and I so they both out. have a pin <laughs> on their hat. Yeah, Nevada Department and, of Agriculture yeah. comes in, and they have the entomologists come in. And, and unfortunately, this year, they're just going to be there for the school groups Thursday, Friday. Oh. They couldn't get volunteers to come in on Saturday, but that's always – a good one eating, one, yeah. eating yeah. the bugs. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't bring myself to do it. But <laughs> yeah. you keep saying what your kids like, and we actually have some kids here in the room who are going to be taking part in the event. We have 
Dylan, Riley, and Gus, thank you all three for joining. And Riley and Gus, or sorry, Riley and Dylan, I think you two had face paint on the last, last time we saw you it. two years ago. You guys have grown so much in the last two years. You know. <laughs> Where were you guys coming from? I remember that. Do you remember that? They had face paint on. I it was know. so cute. I think some we posted dress it. Some yeah. school of some sort. I do remember that. Yeah, it was good times. And then Gus, you and Dylan are good friends, and you've taken part in the event, yeah. so... We got all three of you in. Yep. Ryan said they've taken, they've been participating in the event for so long. Mm -hmm. Now they need to lead some stations. Yeah. So Dylan, do you want to kick off with telling us which you're actually leading stations this year? Yeah. So I've been doing this event ever since I was like a little baby kid. And now that I'm like 13 now, I'm going to start running some stations. That's exciting. Which stations? I'm going to be doing... We're not quite sure yet. Really, I'm using him as backup wherever we're short. Yeah, I'm going to fill him into those spots. So you stuck him in here, and he's yeah. like, I don't know what I'm doing yet. But he will be there, and he, he will, will be, be running and stations. his entire Boy Scout troop is actually running two stations. And so oh, they'll be cool. doing the arrow pin fletching and the, the bear claw arrowhead necklace station. So he, he'll probably be, he could be at one of those, but if I'm short on laser shot or somewhere else, he can easily fill in because he's done the station so many yeah. years. Which Are one you, is usually your favorite? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I normally like the laser shot a lot. That yeah. one's always super fun. My kids love that one. Yeah. yeah. What are you most excited about leading a station now compared to being in it? I mean, I feel like that I'm super excited because, like, now there's, a, like, going to be a ton of little kids there, and I just get to help those little kids explore the outdoors. Which is what – and you were one of those kids at one point. Yeah, I was. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Very cool and exciting. And, Riley, I heard you're leading a station, too. Yeah, I'm leading the nature cards with stamps. Ooh, which one is that? Could you tell us a little bit about it? So it's like where you get this little card and you can decorate it and put stamps on it and give it to any, like your mom or grandma or grandpa. Oh, that sounds like a fun one. What is usually your favorite station? Is that usually one of your yeah. top favorite stations? That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, she's a big craft type person. She likes the necklaces and, and anything she can just sit down and kind of manipulate and kind of build, she gravitates towards. That's where I would be, too, if I was there. That's really, there fun. aren't any stations that are not fun. They're yeah, all really exactly. fun. It's, just depends on how much time you have that you get to spend. Exactly. So, yep. And Gus, you, you've taken part in the... Well, first off, welcome to the podcast room, because we didn't have you in here two years ago, and it sounds like Dylan kind of dragged you into this. Yeah. <laughs> what are your favorite stations? Because you've taken part in it, too. Yeah, I have. Well, some of my favorite stations are probably the kayak. Well, I haven't actually done it, but because the lines are really long, it looks really fun. But when I actually almost got to go, we had to leave because we were on a school field trip. Another one of my favorite ones were probably the bug-eating ones because I've never actually ate a bug before, and it was actually the first time for me. Ooh, what did you eat? Um, I had one cricket and a whole bunch of millworms. What did you think of them? Um, the millworms are pretty good. Oh, interesting. I don't know if I could have done it. <laughs> what did it taste like? Well, they had flavoring on them. I think the millworms were like barbecue and the oh. cricket was, I don't honestly remember what the cricket was. <laughs> but they weren't they weren't too bad. No, they weren't. <laughs> well, that's, that's something awesome. for those school groups to look forward to this year. Mm -hmm. And if you want your school groups to take part in that, 
in future years, get him signed up. And Reach out to Ryan. What, uh, Ryan, can you tell a little bit about the kayak thing? I think that is one of the coolest. Yeah, so this was something that was, you know, brand new. We've only done this one year. And this is uh, Bass Pro Shops Cabela's. Uh, they end up bringing, uh, last time it was an 8,000-gallon kayak pool that they, f- they put in there. And I think we had five kayaks that could easily float around this big swimming pool type base. It's, I think it's about four feet deep, three and a half, four feet yeah. deep. Yeah, it's like waist high. Yeah. yeah. And uh, they get to get in there and, uh, you know, they, they learn how to put on a life jacket. They learn how to balance in the kayak. Uh, we didn't have a single person fall over that I remember in the... Which I was surprised. And <laughs> yeah. And uh, so that was really, really neat. Um, they also have a 10,000-gallon one, and I'm not sure which size they're bringing this year, but... But that's a that's a big I mean that's a big pool. It's a and big pool and it took unfortunately by the time they arrived last time 2 years ago, you know, we had to figure out how you fill 8000 gallons. <laughs> and it took hours and hours and all night and it still wasn't quite ready for the first school group. Um and so it really only was open that Friday and Saturday. So, you know, trying to get things lined up and and make sure everything's ready for all 3 days this year. Yeah. Yep. And now you've done it before with the <laughs> with the big pool. Yep. So we so. kind of have a little bit of experience with yeah. that. Yeah. Exactly. And we're actually we're getting to the end of the podcast, but anything else you want to say and we'll probably ask these guys if they have anything. Yeah, else I I say. just think this is a a great event to come down. You know, if if you're not into the outdoors, if you're not into to hiking or hunting or camping, you know, come on down. There's something for everybody. We have um some live falconers that are there. Uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff that just isn't for that, you know, rough and tough group um, heading out. For the kids that are 12 to to 17-year-olds, we also have a tracks program on Saturday. And that's where they get a special card. They get to go into the exhibit hall and follow sheep tracks on the floor to seven different exhibitors. Um, they get their card punched, learn a little bit from the exhibitors. And then we have raffle prizes that are really nice. A pair of binoculars from Leica, uh, a Sitka suit a Kinetrek boots and a Stone Glacier backpack. So all of those are hundreds, if not thousand dollar prize wow. just in itself. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Lots to look forward to. Anything else the three of you want to say, Dylan? I mean, I'd like to say that it's just super fun and you should totally come down and do it. Nice. Riley, do you have anything you want to say? Yeah, I actually, um, I really like the free raffles. Because, like, they don't cost money and you can win really cool prizes with it. Glad you brought that up. That's a good point. (laughs) Gus, anything else you want to say to kids who are headed Um, out there? Yeah, I mean, if you've never experienced the wilderness before or you want to start getting into it, this is definitely a good program to actually learn about the wilderness out there. You guys have me sold. Yeah, I know. Thank you all three for being here and joining us. It was fun having you. And I think, you know, finish up, you know, registration is just on site. So it can be last minute, you know, plans fall through and you're looking for something to do. Just come on down to the Reno Sparks Convention Center. You don't stand in line for the exhibit hall. You just come right on down to hall four. We have our own own registration inside. Come on in. The registration's quick. We just ask a couple questions more for accounting. I want to know, I want to know how many kids we're trying to impact here Mm -hmm. um, with that. And, uh, and then some, we ask for email addresses. You don't have to provide it. And that's just for post events. We, we run archery events and, and outdoor events that that's the way that we we get the word out to other free events we put on. And if you're at this event, you probably want to know about those events, too. Mm-hmm. Usually <laughs> so, the case. Yeah. Well, thank you, Ryan. All four of you were great to have today. Um, and thank you, everyone, for listening. That does it for this week's Nevada Wild.
Join us again next week for our next adventure, Nevada Wild. It's a production of the Nevada Department of Wildlife.